Welcome to Earn's World. Hitting you over the head one bop at a time. When it comes to the we do, there's no comparison. This is the Earn's World Podcast. Hosted by DJ Earn One and Diff You. What it do? There's a culture shift, and we're the culprits. Check it out, all right, y'all. Welcome back to the Earns World Podcast. It's your boy DJ Earn One. And it's your boy Diff You. And we coming at y'all again, directly from Portland. And this is episode forty-three. Yeah. So to everybody out there, we appreciate y'all rocking with us per usual. You know. And I feel like I've been kind of dropping the ball on this to begin the podcast, but you know, we would like to encourage people to like, comment, and subscribe, and you know, most importantly, share with their friends because you know we want to grow. And we can't do that without y'all. So there's that. But yeah, another news. Another news, really, but I mean, just in general, how you been, man? Well, you know, we leaving town uh, tomorrow, flying out, going back home for some family things, so not the greatest, um, but at the same time, we got to keep pushing and, uh, you know, aim for the best, so where I'm at right now, I'm just kind of like playing everything by ear before I go home, and uh yeah, man. I don't really want to get too deep into it, but you know, just dealing dealing with life stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, other than that, we cool, man. We still here. We shooting episode 43. Um, unfortunately, gonna miss the 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 guest episodes coming up. But uh, you, might, I'll be, you might not. Why? It depends on how you feel. You know how you feeling when you get back home? I told you, I come down to call you in if you want. True. To. I'll be I'll be I'll be there in spirit if anything. But yeah. So how you been though? Um, I've been all right. Um, this past weekend was not necessarily interesting, but I kind of forgot that the school dance season kind of rolls back around like during winter because they have like the winter formals, you know what I mean? Or winter semi-formals. So I was in Seattle this past weekend DJing a high school dance, and that was interesting. It was, I mean, kind of nice to DJ for this particular school because I wasn't getting a bunch of requests and stuff like that. So that's nice. Make my job a lot easier. That's I, what's got, up. I think I got maybe like 20 requests the entire night. You still so got some like, requests. Yeah, I got some requests, but it wasn't like, yo, play this, play that, play that, play that. Yo, you got this? It's like, bro, don't even come to me asking me for certain Playboy Cardi tracks because you know there ain't no edited version. Nah, uh, that's funny. True. They, ain't, they just need to let the kids have fun, man. Facts. It's I'm one night. Like, it's not like they're not listening to all this stuff anyway. Come on, that's man. my That's my point of view. I'm like, yo, like they listening to this unedited music on their own anyway. Like I was talking to uh, the, one of the guys in the crew with me the other uh, on Saturday when we were setting up. I was like, yeah, like it's so interesting to me how like depending on what environment you're at at a high school, the music sounds completely different. Like I remember being in gym and like PE and stuff like that and we'd be listening to everything unedited. Same thing, like in the warm up lines and stuff like that. During the, when we were doing warm ups and stuff like that uh, for the sports games, everything we listen to is unedited. In high school, the, yeah. But then during, I don't remember um, that. But then during um, during the football, during the actual like school dances and stuff like that, everything is edited. Radio music. Well, I never paid attention to it. Make it make sense. But yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. Not at all. Well, yeah. So that was my weekend. Um, it's kind of what's new with me anyway. Yeah, like I said last episode, just working on a website for Earn's World. So that's about it. True. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Nothing crazy. Well, a lot of stuff did go on in culture, though, over the weekend. So I guess we can go ahead and touch up on, um, I guess, up on news, basically, what's been going on in the world. Uh, a lot of things been going on, man. Where, where do you want to start? Yeah, as it relates to art, there's been um, this abandoned high-rise luxury housing project that has been kind of taken over by taggers and graffiti artists in downtown L.A. 
Um, I can't remember when they. I, I was reading about reading up on it a little bit. It was built in like twenty six nineteen. Yeah, it was I around think. the time of the pandemic. I don't want to be wrong, but that they were it. in the process of constructing it, and I don't know if it's because of the pandemic and the whole housing crisis that was going on with the pandemic. They just like said fuck it and abandoned the project. But they ran out of funds. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying though, like I don't know if it had anything to do with the housing crisis as to why they weren't getting funds to like finish it. But long story short, they didn't finish it, and graffiti artists have been taking it over, and it actually looks pretty dope. Right. There's been a lot of drone footage surfacing on social media as of late, just of the building. So we're gonna run this little news clip so you guys can kind of get a little bit of background on it, super quick, super short. But it's the gist of what what's kind of going on in LA. We're talking about vandalism we're talking about tagging with graffiti an investigation underway now after multiple stories take a look at this of this abandoned luxury high-rise in downtown los angeles were tagged by vandals it's quite impressive the feet there 27 floors of that high-rise hit with that graffiti fox 11's christy fardo joining us now live to talk about this tagging incident she joins it? me oh um, that was, I, was, see you. Uh, I said impressive because the kind of is here. Was, like, what's going video. on how did this happen well you know we talked to a neighbor who said he first saw people tagging about a week ago on friday to be exact and it has only exploded That's how it since goes. then and the lapd tells it us ago. that they had an emergency meeting with the property oh, managers so like and that the recent, city has recent. even yeah. given that, that management company but as we saw firsthand the taggers are still at it it was a billion dollar project but now the three abandoned la high-rises are towers of graffiti and beacons for taggers we saw them rolling paint on the sky-high <laughs> buildings that's insane even as the deputy mayor was meeting with the LAPD several stories below. People from out of state came, people from the IE, San Diego, everywhere, you know? Everybody's coming to hit this spot. This tagger who goes by Klopp's HEL shared this video of him tagging one of the buildings known as the Oceanwide Plaza. You can hear the wind blowing and sirens in the background. This crew tells us the two <laughs> security guards assigned to the property spotted them, called police, and yelled at them to leave. Yeah, it's pretty, it's kind of scary, but I mean, once you're out there, I mean, the adrenaline and all that, so you know, that, that all that goes out the way. So. The LAPD says vandals are getting in through holes in the gates <laughs> like this one. That's funny. And that the property has been a magnet for trouble since construction was halted in 2019. The China-based developer behind the mixed-use high-rises defaulted on loans, and the property is reportedly okay. now up for sale. Well, but take a look what happened. with the explosion of graffiti on just about every floor. The Oceanwide Plaza has become a photo op. I heard that it's abandoned, so I'm like, you know what I mean? I don't know why they would do it. We saw person after person taking pictures, including the deputy mayor of public safety, Brian K. Williams. The LAPD says the buildings are dangerous. Security will be tightened and the graffiti removed. I got a lot to say about this. We don't have to let this happen. Okay, so my I thing is. I appreciate it so much. I have uh, uh, affinity for it. It's only like a minute and 50 seconds. It's like Not a long clip. art in motion. This is like our way of expressing ourselves, you know, our way of, you know, just. I this mean, is art therapy. Yeah. This is art therapy. 
I just think it's funny how L.A. says it's dangerous. Yeah, L.A. has been dangerous for people getting killed, robbed randomly. You got gang activity. You got Skid Row. Yeah, L.A. been crazy for off the chain for a minute. Yeah, so quit with the <laughs> bullshit. Like, some of this be kind of cringe because this city, Los An- California alone is a really rich city. Los Angeles is a billion-dollar city, man. Some of the most richest people live in that city, and there's still people that are dirt poor. There's still a lot of crazy stuff going on. So I say all that to say that. This to me is just a product of rich people not getting their way, and honestly, I'm all with it. I, I'm I hate to be that guy, but like, f- completely screw that building up. Do it, do it, because like at the end of the day, somebody with a lot of money p- put that there, didn't finish the get, finish the job, and now it's just sitting. You got people that are legit homeless. You know what I'm saying? It's just like a waste of space, and you're gonna get mad because people are putting art on it. And my thing is, the, for them to even say it's dangerous, regardless of it legit being dangerous, dude, L.A. is dangerous. <laughs> nah, I feel you on that. You, you can't that. even wear a certain type of hat in that city. But you want to talk about somebody risking their life on a skyscraper? skyscraper? That's a at-your-own-risk type situation. I'm a civilian. I should be able to go in the public and wear a hat and not feel like I'm going to die. So at the end of the day... If they're going to talk about that being dangerous, they need to keep that same energy with everything going on in the city. I just think it's dope to see. Me too. I don't know where exactly, because where exactly in the city is that? Cause I was, I, it's so in I was, downtown LA. That's like I know, right there I'm by the, um, was, old, was, the old uh, Staples Center. Literally. Okay, so yeah, I was like, I knew I did see some buildings that were under construction when I was at Ishkir. Right I was like, basically. I don't remember seeing any type of graffiti all over these buildings. And then all of a sudden... Well, like, and that's yeah, why it's funny because it's like it's like when did this start happening? Everybody like, that knows in the graffiti world, once something gets hit, that's it. It just takes that one person to hit it, and that's it. Yeah, it's like an advertisement. That, basically. That's 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 like so that's inevitable. Because yeah, like uh, Ish lives. I want to say Ish lives maybe a couple blocks away from the Staples, the Staples Center. He lives like maybe six blocks away from Staples. Yeah, I'm always gonna be with this because this is hip hop and it's also art. You know, it's one of the coolest arts too when you really think about it because. People risk their lives, you know, and they really, it, it takes a lot of skill to do this. This is not, it's not simple. And I mean, people really dedicate their lives to this and it's special, man. And I feel like it's a part of the culture regardless. Um, and it gives people jobs. So, I mean, why be mad? Cause honestly, there's people that literally make a living off wiping this stuff off the buildings. You cutting them out of jobs if, they, if the graffiti artists stop. So as far as I'm concerned, it's part of the ecosystem. That's how I look at it. I mean, it's just always been fire to me. Just seeing it on don't, train. Don't you consider it, it being train, part of the ecosystem? It on, um, I mean, kind of, sort of, at this point. But seeing it on trains, seeing it on um, interstate signage, seeing it on the interstates. The thing that I that, that, that I don't like is that they get mad, but it's like, it looks better than just sitting there. What you mean? It Are looks, you talking about the art on the building? Yeah. It looks better than just sitting there. I mean, I don't see why they're tripping about it at the moment. Because I mean, they weren't tripping about it. Just a piece of junk just sitting there. That's, that's what that's what, over, I'm, that's what I'm saying. For over three to three years now. I mean, if it's gonna sit there and not and nobody's gonna use it, like you can't really be mad at people for right using it as essentially a canvas for art. I'm surprised the homeless camps not ain't really, really started setting shot up. Right. I'm surprised the homeless people haven't taken over the building. I would have been got me a little spot up there somewhere in, in the cut because that's a lot of rooms. You ain't finding me. I mean, not only that, it just looks like the outside of the building, for the most part, on certain floors, is kind of finished. So like, you don't got to worry about the elements and stuff. Well, not even that, but some of those floors are still concrete, which means you could do a fire inside. 
and not have to worry about it. You can be in a cut, ain't nobody gonna notice. I'm saying the outside of the building is finished, so it's protect. It's gonna protect you from the elements. Anything else you want to do inside there is kind of like up to you. You just want to make sure you don't like burn the whole building down because it's so high. You can probably go somewhere in the cut and not be bothered, and ain't nobody gonna really fuck with you. That's true. So. But, but yeah, yeah, moving along from uh, from this, I mean, this is just something that just happened to pop up, and everybody thought it was kind of dope to see if you're into like the art scene, any type of urban art, any type of urban creation, urban culture. Talk yeah, about so something is dangerous. This is what popped up over the weekend for us to kind of engage with on, on our timeline. Uh, so shout out to LA. Um, <laughs> LA's funny, man. But yeah, another news: the Grammys did just happen this past weekend. I didn't watch it, but me neither. I always try to stay tapped in via my timeline when award shows and stuff are going on. Just so, like, if I'm not watching it, I can still actively engage with what's going on. But um, long story short, I guess the first topic of discussion on this would be Jay-Z's Grammy speech. So I'm going to run that clip for y'all real quick. He won, uh, by the way, an Achievement Award, in case nobody knows. Apparently, it's an an Achievement Award. Yeah, so Jay-Z won an award, but he also used... Took the time to use his pl- use the platform to you know, kind of give a nod to, I guess his wife Beyonce, but also kind of throw a little bit of shade at some people who we thought maybe weren't as deserving, but also kind of you know let people know that regardless, people gonna feel like they got snubbed every year. It's an ongoing process. It's a cycle. So anyway, to kick this off, the most Grammys never won out. Basically, he's talking about Beyonce right here. The most Grammys never won album of the year. That doesn't work. So here's the clip. Love y'all. We, we love y'all. We love y'all. We want y'all to get it right. At least get it close to right. And obviously it's subjective. Y'all don't gotta clap at everything. Obviously it's Obviously it's subjective because, you know, it's music and it's opinion based. But you know, some things, you know, I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Up, y'all. Think about that. The most Grammys never won album of the year. That doesn't work. You know, some of you, some of you gonna go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you made it, Rob. <laughs> some of you don't belong in the category. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that no, no, when I get nervous, I tell the truth. When I get nervous, I tell the truth. That was gas. Yeah. So, here's my take. First off, all the real artists don't really care about the Grammys. Like, if you really know, you know. Most of the people who really be doing it, they don't care about the Grammys because they realize... The Grammys used to be a thing, part of the American culture, where it was like the staple. Like, if you're an artist, you want... That's an achievement. But certain artists have realized because of the way the voting and all that stuff works that a lot of that stuff's been kind of skewed. So a lot of people don't even show up to the Grammys. I mean, we know that firsthand. I mean, Drake got, you know, doesn't show up. A lot of artists don't really have been vocal about how they feel about the Grammys. So with that being said, a lot of people don't, um, they don't put all that weight into it. Yeah, you know they, were saying, they were saying Travis Scott's a little little situation on stage after he was like throwing chairs and being destructive wasn't actually a part of his performance. He was actually mad about the fact that he has been nominated 10 times for a Grammy and has not won. A single one. I'm like, yo, if y'all, out of all times y'all could have gave that man Travis a Grammy, it should have been for Astro World. I thought Astro World got a Grammy. Nah, it was nominated, but 
He ain't win. But I, well, maybe he puts his weight in it. But it's a lot of <laughs> a, lot, a lot of artists don't though, and a lot of artists have been vocal about it. So when I when I look at someone like Jay Z who speaks on it, he clearly I feel like has already passed the point to where the Grammys mean something to him. I feel like I mean he was shown drinking out of the the most recent award. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like for him to speak up on a situation is not necessarily just on behalf of Beyonce, but on behalf of artists as a whole. Exactly. It just so happens that because she has the most number of Grammys and that, like what he said, doesn't really add up and make sense. But at the same time, it's like, for me, I'm just like, if I had the most Grammys, I wouldn't even give a fuck. Yeah, at that point. But I don't think that it's about that. I think it's, it's just not. It's just general I don't principle. Think that, I don't think that yeah, they even that's, really that's care. Usually, that's usually what most people have issues with in general. In most cases, is general principle not being honored. You know what I mean? True. Or it's like, yo, like, come on now, like, we did all this. We said, we said all we said. I'm not gonna lie though. It do seem like Travis Scott should have maybe gotten a Grammy at least once, maybe once. I said if he, gonna, if he was gonna get one, it would have been for Astro World. Yeah, Astro World, Astro World, like, or yeah, uh, Birds and or that Birds in the Trap scene. Astro World was nominated for the Rap Album of the Year, right? Who who won? I can't mm. remember. I'm pretty sure it was nominated. He was it nominated. Might have it wasn't Drake, was it? I I really thought Grant that he won. He never he didn't win anything. No, we can look this up, right? Is that what you're saying? He said you're saying he didn't win any Grammys. He hasn't won a Grammy, mm. not yet. And so that was footage of him throwing a tantrum. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't even know that happened. He was performing Fiend. And like what he, he did it during the performance? Yeah. Well, how did they know that? Well, how did they, so you think he was just taking out his rage while he was performing? Oh. Mm-hmm. You think it was? But did it look like it? Because I didn't, I mean, I didn't see the footage. Did you see it? I did. And what's Let your take find on it? Real quick. Here we go. So here it is. They slept on me 10 times. I'm probably going to kill this audio, but. Was this before or after? This is during his performance. I'm saying, was it after the awards or like after they already did the nomination? It don't matter. It's at his performance. <laughs> it's during his performance. It do he was matter like smashing. I'm trying to figure out was he smashing this after he found out he didn't win? Bro, the point, the fact of the matter is he's been nominated 10 times and has not won shit. True. He true, 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 true. I guess you're right. You're right. gonna nominate me 10 times and I ain't won yet. But I mean, at the same time, though, dude. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's a this is gonna sound not crazy, but like you can't really be mad at that. And here's the reason why. Let's say you're you artist. Can't, but if everybody is everybody, if everybody within the if the people are saying you should you were deserving of a Grammy. I, but this but like, this but this is my thing. I have to see who he was running up against, and that's my only way I can say that. Because just because you was Bro, nominated not Astro seven, World, regardless of who he was going up against, should have won a fucking Grammy. That's what I can't. I can't say that. I need to know Astro the album. World? What album? Can we look it up? Let's look it up. What's the album that he was he was competing against? I really need to know, and that's gonna give me an easy answer right there. Because at the end of the day, you can be not just because you're nominated doesn't mean that you're going to win, and it doesn't mean that you're for been, rap album best rap album. I'm saying, what was his comp? Who was who was the who won? Let me see who he lost to. Oh, he lost to Cardi B. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, like... All right, all right, all right, all right. We got to chill. We got to... So I'm like, bro, wait, what? All right, that's crazy. All right. Yeah. They... Yeah. Wow. All right. I was like, I know he lost to somebody he should have won against. Yeah, no. Nah, and we love Cardi B, but nah. And that was a good album, but no. That was a good album. That Cardi B album was good. But it wasn't better than World. 
Astro World, man. <laughs> it was not better than Astro World. Those two albums held the year down though. Like my dad didn't even dislike Astro World. Yeah. And he don't that's even listen to that. Crazy, yo. Against I didn't really realize Okay. Yeah, I feel some type of way. Yeah. Yeah, all right. And he didn't win this album too. So but this year though, honestly, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm kinda glad Killer Mike got it swept it. That he deserves that. Killer Mike deserves that. And I guess it's perfect timing because we can kind of move into that. The next it's thing. so funny because Kai Sinat was like, yo, who, uh, <laughs> who's killing Mike? <laughs> I was That's like, sad, Bruh. man. I mean, Bruh. we got to, yeah. Uh, what you mean, who's killing Mike? He don't know no better, man. I mean, he's also not from the South, so and he's also way younger than us. Yeah, so, he I mean, is young. And yeah. I want to give him a pass, but at the same time, it's like, uh, you, It's crazy because you, you have to, but at the same time, it's like, because you just got to realize that some of these kids are just not like us, bro. They don't go back, and they just don't. And it's crazy, bro. Like, I was literally just talking about that, and um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day on Friday about that. I was like, yeah, like he was telling me, he was like, yeah, like this one. Um, he was just talking about the fact that he was like, yeah, a lot of the younger generation of people don't do their due diligence to go back and actually learn about why shit is. Matter of fact, I was just on why Instagram. They should, why why they should hold something in as high of regard as they do. I was just on Instagram and there was uh, Travis Barker playing drums. Somebody in the comments said, who is this? And, and everybody started trolling the person. They started naming somebody. Meant, they mentioned like a, two different artists and mashed them together. They was like, this is so-and-so with, in this band called Blah, Blah, Blah. They were just fucking with them. But it was just like, y'all wrong, man. They asking a genuine <laughs> question. question. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, how do you not know who Travis Barker is? But at the same time, it's like, should they know who Travis Barker is? It's like some people just ain't in the culture like that. But, I, you know, I don't know. It was just weird, though, because it's like Travis Barker versus the other artist we just mentioned. It's still, you should still kind of know both. I mean, you, you don't even listen to Blink-182 like that, and you know Travis Barker. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. It's just weird, man. It, it, it's just like, you can't be mad at people. I've learned, and, and I think because I'm a purist. By default, we always gonna feel some type of way. I mean, I don't necessarily feel some type of way anymore. I just now at this day, now yeah, in this anymore. day and age, I just kind of start looking at people a little differently. True. Depending on what space they're in and what they're attached to and how they make their money, I'm like, yo. So you mean to tell me you make your money off this particular part of or subset of American culture and you don't really know who so and so is? Know who this person or figure is? So yeah, my old director, bro. Dude didn't, know who normal shit. dude didn't know who fucking Paula Abdul was. That's crazy. And he older than you? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I was like, you, f- bro, we can't talk about shit else. Man, screw that. Like, if you just music and, co- like, I don't know. I'm like, bro, was you living I'm, under a rock during the early 2000s? Did you watch TV? Right. Was you living <laughs> under a rock? Not even music. Did you watch TV? I don't know. You like sports, right? Laker girls? I don't know, man. The Pussycat Dolls? Wait, what does Pussycat Dolls have to do with Paula like, Abdul? Laker girls, Pussycat Dolls, like... What does it have to do with Paula Abdul? You, you bro, just, she was a part of Pussycat Dolls. Paula Abdul's not part of no Pussycat way, Dolls. Way, back in the day? Bro, you're wildin'. Pussycat Dolls is a, a newer group. What no, ta- no, it's not. What are you bro? talking about? The Pussycat Dolls became bigger in the 2000s, but they started in, like, the 80s, 90s type no, shit. No, no, no. Are you talking about a different group of Pussycat? Was no, it like a different generation? Bro, it's literally nah. a different generation. Bro, it's a different generation of Pussycat Dolls, okay, okay, but it's okay. the Pussycat Dolls. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's what I'm That's confirming. why I'm like, yo, all like, right, how right. you not... No, no, I'm just making sure we on the same page, because yeah, I'm like, like, all right, all right, all right, all right. But it's like, yeah, bro, like, I'm like... I thought bro, you was like, talking about 
our generation. No, not our generation. Okay, 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 okay. Got you, got you, got you. I'm just like, yo, like. Alright. Alright. American Idol? That's what I'm saying. Did you watch TV? But that's <laughs> like, besides the point, man. Like people people are just I don't know. It's just the way of the world, man. You either get it or you don't. You know what I'm saying? But I will say this though. That's why I like the fact that somebody like Killer Mike winning. Because he deserves it and he deserves some light. That album I know was really good. I heard a lot of great things about it. Um, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I personally didn't play it. I have it. I didn't actually I'm not let me not let me not lie. I did play it, but I didn't get to digest the album like I wanted to just because of the headspace I was in. So I've been wanting to play it, but I just kinda like haven't really been in that headspace to really listen to it like I want. So I will say that like from what I heard everyone else say, I've heard nothing but good things. And then on top of that, finding out that DJ Paul had his hands in it, which he's had his hands in a lot of stuff lately that I don't think a lot of people have been paying attention to. But that's that's just cool, too, because, like... He, he for real for in his producer bag. I'm going to get the bread from behind the scenes. I, I mean, he really be deep in it, though. Like, he got, got Academy Award winning, man. Oscars, Grammys, at it again. So it's like, congratulations to both of them. Um, but ultimately, like I said, Killer Mike for getting three. I mean, this is a big deal. I didn't, I didn't even see what was the best rap album, rap song. I think I don't know the other one, but three, three, three in a row, man. Yeah, I think he got. Um, I want to say he got best. He for sure got best rap album. I think he got best rap song too. I think he got best rap song. I don't know what the third one was. Me neither. But he got three Grammys. Long story short. So that's good. that's amazing, man. Shouts shout out to, to him. Shout out to um to Killer Mike. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, my introduction to him for real, for real was uh, through that Outkast song, The Whole World, back in the day. And they won a Grammy off that. Classic. So, yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, man. Shout out to Outkast, Killer Mike, and the rest of the Dungeon family. Mm-hmm. What we got next? Music? Music news? Actually, you know, since we did kind of touch on, just touch on Kasa not, not really knowing <clears throat> about uh, Killer Mike, I guess we're going to tap into this uh, whole streamers getting finessed. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Situation. Yeah, so if you've been paying attention to social over the past couple of weeks, there's been a handful of incidents where rappers have been coming up on a huge bag just off of spending a super short amount of time with these streamers. So first incident that I can recall of as of late would be the situation with Kai Sinat losing like, I want to say 300K. To 21 Savage over like a 2K. Right, they show him raging. He threw, he broke all his shit. That was funny. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, so Kai Sinat lost like 200,000 or 300,000 21 Savage over like a 2K or Madden game. Then Aiden Ross loses some money to, but he ends up not really losing the money, I don't feel like. Because, I mean, just based on the way the situation scenario. No, he gave half. I think he gave. He gave some of the money back or gave him like half of the money back. No, I think he did some. Basically, no, I think he said he paid him back and he apologized. Something like yeah. that. So long story short, 21 Savage and Aiden Ross were playing um, a card game where they had to, like, pull cards from, like, a pile of cards, right? And whichever one was the highest card, I want to say, was the one that won the round. I don't know exactly what the name of the game is, but they won some gambling shit. And some of the cards they were playing with were, were marked. So long story short, the money that 21 Savage was supposed to really, really win from Aiden Ross, he ended up not really winning because the game was allegedly rigged. Then, a week later, 
Aiden Ross as 21, not 21 Savage, but as Playboy Cardi to pull up for a live stream for two mil and a Ferrari and like a trip somewhere on a private jet. And this dude Playboy Cardi. This dude's Cardi, got crazy this, bread, this, this, bro. This dude Playboy Cardi pulls up for all of like, what, 10 minutes? No, they said six. They said six minutes. That's what the internet said. Six minutes. Pulls up for six minutes. You can't even really see his face. You couldn't see his it's face dark. at all. He had a mask on. It's dark. They were in the dark. He had a mask on. Yeah, I'm Pulls like, up for six minutes, walks out with a million dollars in cash. Yeah, because apparently uh, Aiden didn't give him the other half. He was like, nah, you're not getting a jet situation either. And apparently he showed, up, he showed up late. Yeah. He like, showed up an hour late. So I, my thing is, man, it's hard to say because, like I said, this is all alleged. But I don't know, man. It's like some of these relationships is transactional. And I feel like these... Uh, these uh, streamers don't necessarily understand some of their relationships as far as it goes. I don't think they understand who is actually really cool with them and who's, <laughs> and who's just there for the bag. Yeah, or just whatever. Because, I mean, some of this stuff can be preventable, for prevented. And I'm just like, why would you put yourself in that situation? Like, I wouldn't give $2 million to somebody that I don't really... Like, I just, I don't know. I got to really, really, I got to really vibe and have some type of vibe with you. I can't, it can't just be just because you're that person and I know people going to want to see you. For two million, that shit got to be mutually beneficial. Yeah, like, I can't just give you two million just because you that. But I will say this, though. I had, I thought about it. When they said that he gave two million in a Ferrari, that sounds very, like, crazy. But when you think about the type of bread these dudes got and also think about how they have to, um, uh, write off things for taxes. Tax write offs and stuff. Giveaways. They probably like that's probably it's like this is like how they move. So it's not surprising at all. And I'm like, okay, because that's how I assume. I would assume when they do this type of stuff, there's a reason. They, they can there's a there's a more meticulous reason. They are not just doing it. There's, there's they definitely getting something out of it. Yeah, I mean that got to at a certain point. I mean I just feel like it like I don't I don't know, man. Just the way some of these streamers move in general and just how corny they are to me. As yeah, whole, they've been like, mad mean, corny, man. Like, I get it. Like y'all have a direct line to the younger, like I think younger we, audience um, on the internet, but it's just like, damn. Like we talked about it earlier. I, I gotta mix my brand with your brand. Shout out to Kai. Just Kai, to tap into some people. I'm cool with Kai. Like he's like, like I said off off air. Yeah, most of the AMP. Yeah, they, people are cool. All but. of them are pretty cool, man. Like I, they're pretty normal. Like they don't be on a weird shit, but. A lot of these other dudes, y'all corny, man. Super lame, super cringe. They're just really cringe, yo. Cringe-worthy people. And I don't be understanding why they even are as famous as they are. And I ain't even talking about Aiden Ross. I'm talking about people other than him. I ain't even gonna say their names. But just, they lame. You know what I'm saying? Aiden Ross, I don't really fuck with him either. But I ain't necessarily tripping on him as much as I am with the other dudes. Because the other dudes be just doing, like, extra ass shit. And then just be like, not even funny. It's really clout chasey. It's bad out here. It is bad. Out here. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, make a long story short, man. Be careful who you work with and who you get the money to, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it, the clout is one hell of a drug. And then even from like a, a rapper standpoint, I guess it relates to the Twenty One Savage card situation. Like, be careful of who you bring around too, because like I yeah, saw, because I saw, because I saw, because on the video I saw Twenty One open up a fresh pack of cards, right? And then I don't know if he handed the cards to his homeboy and his homeboy swapped them out or what, but like. Even then, 
all of it sounds fishy because let's say it's us. He he apologized allegedly, and allegedly it was somebody in his circle that was on some weird stuff. But that's all weird. It's like why you got you too rich to be having people in your circle at this point that. You know, you get to a certain point in your career where you're supposed to weed out all the people. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's, you know, you might have a fake person in there, but a lot of times they figure it out by the end, and it's like, yo, we, 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 we weed those out, weed the snakes out, and we're good. I feel like he's at a point in his career now where he shouldn't be roaming with anybody that's, like, doing that type of stuff. You know what I mean? That's just kind of weird. Like, no, I agree. Y'all doing that type of, that's the type of time in y'all own? And it's on camera? Yeah, like, that's just crazy. <laughs> So I don't know. Like that's why I say allegedly, because the song's not kind of weird. But then Aiden Ross goes on the internet and says that he apologized and said that he, he'll take him to Atlanta, bring him to Atlanta, Let's bring him to the hood. Like for what? We don't need it. Aiden walking around the hood in Atlanta. Yeah, like what is that? What? How does that even for make what? me feel better about the situation? He's not giving back to this. He giving back to the hood in Atlanta while he's there. I don't even know, man. If not, then he don't need to be in the hood in Atlanta. So yeah, I don't. I have no clue that's my about two that. Sense. I feel you. Like, I ain't. I don't know. A lot of weirdness with the streamers, but hey, I don't know. It's also just weird. It's just weird energy with the, with the with a lot of them dudes. It is, it is most definitely. Even when he got, even when Aiden got, uh, uh, what's his name, Charles White, Charles oh, White, Charles White. Yeah, he got him on there too. But then you know, and they was like, I don't know. It's weird. I ain't got much to say on it. We can move on. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. What was the, I'm trying to think of what the. Music, it ain't nothing quick. I just want to share oh, yeah, something. Schoolboy Q. So, yeah, people, quick announcement, nothing crazy. Schoolboy Q is about to drop a new album. I don't know about you, but I've been waiting on a new Schoolboy album for a while now. He is one of my favorite artists in TDE. Uh, I feel like a lot of people don't really give him the credit that he deserves to like he is one of the artists on td that actually is dope i don't know what it is about schoolboy q that makes him he's just a good artist but it's crazy because it's something about the way he he has a vibe and style to him i can't explain it his production game is fire and he in his choice and the way he arranges his projects i really think is what makes him special because like that blank face project man mm-hmm. That was a good project. That's the joint with like the orange. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good project. All his projects have been good, but like that project really stood out for me. And I feel like if he has his hands and ears in the studio beyond the rap, kudos to him. Cause some rappers just be in the studio and just rap on the shit. I feel like he actually be having his hands on a lot of the sound of his projects. So with that being said, I'm excited. I mean, I would hope you do as an art. As he he would have from an artist standpoint. Like I mean, shit, you got to pick the beats that you want to rap on. So that's not what I'm saying though. Sometimes it's beyond that. Like a lot of rappers can pick a beat and rap on it, but I, his arrangements and the cohesiveness, co- yeah, cohesive, yeah, and actually should. having a yeah, story and substance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's your project. You should want something that. But some rappers don't necessarily that do give that, you a bro. Collective cohesive sound. To make your project. There's some rappers that can give you a project that's Makes dope sense. and they don't necessarily have a cohesiveness to, cohesive, cohesiveness to it and you still like it. With him though, there's a real art to it is what I'm saying. Like you really, like that to me, it kind of had like a cinematic vibe almost. Like with his, the, the Blank Face for me had a cinematic vibe. I really like that that album. So like I said, I'm waiting on uh, this new, even the, the album after that was good. But I'm just saying that that was the one out of all his projects so far that stood out. So I'm excited to hear this new one. And apparently it's called Blue Lips. Um, he didn't really have a whole lot, but like a little snippet. I sent it to your DM if you want to pull it up. 
Just like a little teaser. Um, how do you feel about it though? I know you know there's not much on it right now, but just to hear the news at least. Uh, I'm indifferent. Why? I mean, it's just nice. It's nice to see him come out with some stuff. Cause I mean, he's been gone for like some was almost ten, nine, ten years, like six years. We talking March first, blue lips. Little teaser, you know, nothing crazy. Track, just the track list up there? Yeah, I think so. That's like the same, um, the track list is like it's in the same font from, um, the good kid, Mad City. He always uses that font for a lot of his stuff. I mean, it looks, but that's what I'm saying. It looks like a, cause I think they actually used. I want to say it's somebody in the actual groups like actual like handwriting that they used for that font. I think I feel like well, I don't want to be wrong, but I feel like Schoolboy be writing some of that stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it might be it might be his handwriting, but like I don't I don't know for sure. I know it's somebody in the camp though. They turned the promo clip was very very vague. It wasn't not a whole lot, but I really just wanted to share that because for me, um, there hasn't been a whole lot of good music in hip hop lately that like I really really liked, and to get a new Schoolboy Q album after a few years. It's going to be refreshing, man. Uh, TD always puts something great out. So, shouts out to Schoolboy. I mean, I've been saying for the longest that Schoolboy is my favorite artist out of the TDE camp. Um, what was it? Because I want to say, what was it? The song Brand New Guy? Classic. That was really the Classic. song. That was a song for me that I was like, oh, who's the list? That like, might have been. Like, he might be the nicest one out of the crew, low key. That might have been the one, too. Like him and Kendrick? Well, actually, no. What's, what track did it for me? What you mean? Which track did it for you? Oh, you talking about just like from a schoolboy standpoint? Yeah. I feel like it's that uh, druggies and hoes. But I don't know. I like all his stuff. He had a song with Jenny Aiko. How for that same. Was it Habits and Contradiction? Oh, my Hayden joint. Remember my Hayden joint? Yeah, but she wasn't on that. No, I'm just saying that, that song. That song was one of them songs for me. It was that song. That my Hayden joint? Oh no 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 no. That's that's the uh bad bitch. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm thinking of the other track. My bad. No, my Hayden joint is uh my Hayden joint. Yeah, my Hayden joint. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no that that whole project was good. That whole project was good. Uh, dang, that was another one. No, nah, the one that I was just saying earlier, that was the uh the that beat had that cool sample, man. Y'all know who y'all know what I'm talking about. I know y'all hear the melody, y'all, y'all probably know what I'm talking about, the audience and all, but yeah, man, make a long story short. I'm ready for that album. There ain't much to talk about. We ain't, ain't got to go a quite like me. Oh yeah, that too. That too. Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of that song? And I'm way too G. Ah, yeah, that's that's why. Ah, dang, I draw like on this. This all schoolboy from like fifteen years ago though at this point. So mm-hmm. it's like Give us a pass. You said how many years? Like that's like 2012, 2011. It's twenty twenty four. So I'm like, it's like that's almost honestly, depending on when that project mixtape came out, it might even have been twenty ten. All right, that's crazy. Moving along, man. Yeah, I guess this is uh the fun part of the podcast where we get to <clears throat> actually hold up. Wait, no, we got the we got the Black History stuff. Oh, yes. So, right. before we get... It is get, Black History Month. I got to say a disclaimer, though. Because I said this the last time. 
we make history all the time. So that whole Black History Month is really BS. But this month, since everybody else wants to acknowledge it as just this one month, we're going to go ahead and show some stuff that we thought was actually really cool that our people made. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest with you, we got our hands in a lot of stuff, man. Y'all be surprised at how many things we use that black people have created. And to be real with you, I, I to this day still find out about stuff and I'm just like surprised, but then like not surprised. It's like, well, I mean, we do be doing a damn thing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I figured we'd share some of the cool stuff that people have done. Um, and one of the cool things is uh, actually, believe it or not, the first ever Oh, I heard it is dude. The first ever <laughs> video game cartridge was invented by a black man and his name was Jerry Lawson. We're gonna watch a little quick little video, nothing crazy. Little clip. little clip. But basically, man, yeah, if you you know the Segas, the Nintendos, the Ataris, all that, yeah, like We don't get none of that without this man. He's really him. So let's go ahead and, and you know what I'm saying? Because that's real. That's real shit right there. On top of all that, just the magnitude of like what he did and where we at, because we ain't even on cartridges no more. So that's... really, this is this is like, this is really the first, I mean, it's, it's really just the baby of it all. The cartridge is the baby. You yeah. can't get to the CD without the cartridge. cartridge. You know what I'm saying? So shouts out to Jerry Lawson. Rest in peace as well, because he did pass away a few years back. Um... But yeah, we're gonna go ahead and uh share a little bit of that on, on, on today on today's pod. Shout out to BuzzFeed for this is video. The Fairchild Channel F video game console. Never heard of it? Well, you should have. It was the very first at-home video game console that allowed users to play different games using removable cartridges. Sound familiar? That's because companies like Nintendo and Atari followed suit and popularized removable cartridges. Until that time, people could only play games that were built into the console themselves. This console, to put it lightly, changed the face of video games as we know it. The original console was invented by Jerry Lawson in 1976, who revolutionized the at-home gaming market with his leadership and innovation. Jerry is now known as the father of modern gaming. Hmm. He was a pioneer for video games first and foremost, but he was also one of the only African-American engineers in his field. Don't surprise Jerry me. Jerry Lawson was born in Brooklyn in 1940. Probably because they didn't let him in the field. A lot of people didn't let a lot of people in the field. It ain't because we didn't ding, have skills. Ding, ding, ding. You feel me? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. His role model was George Washington Carver, another prominent black inventor. I had a picture of George Washington Peanuts. Carver on the wall next to my desk. He said to Vintage Computing and Gaming. His first grade teacher told him, this could be you. He told the publication that this kind of influence led me to feel I wanted to be a scientist. I wanted to be something. He was self-taught. At the age of 13, he received his amateur ham radio license and would save up money he earned from repairing television sets to build his own station in his room. In 1970, he became an applications engineering consultant for Fairchild Semiconductor in Silicon Valley. 
While he was there, he created the early arcade game Demolition Derby in his garage, wow. which became one of the earliest microprocessor-driven games. By the mid-1970s, he became the chief hardware engineer and director of engineering and marketing of the video game division at Fairchild. In that position, he led the development of the Fairchild Channel F console, which was released in 1976. The technology was the first where people could remove cartridges at home. The technology was licensed from Alpex, but Lawson and his team changed the technology in order to use the Fairchild 8 processor, as well as figuring out how to make interchangeable cartridges work without causing electrical damage. Now, people had a stockpile of games at home, creating a new revenue stream for manufacturers through game sales, a foundation that the video game industry relies on today. The Channel F also featured an eight-way joystick designed by Jerry and a pause button, also the very first for an at-home video game console. Unfortunately, other companies caught wind of what Jerry was doing and worked to make versions that were higher powered and with better marketing. And so came the release of the Atari 2600. How did he get a patent, man? Whose popularity it don't matter if he's working for a company when he's doing console, it. making it unsuccessful. Because whatever but you the community would, begs to differ, as Lawson's innovations the as the first function is like if you create something new using any of our like technology that we provided for you like technically we own whatever the hell you created that's just how it works unfortunately person to create removable cartridges so if you ever working on some dope shit that followed earned him the title the don't do it on your work computer modern game. <laughs> long story short interestingly enough Jerry Lawson was the only black engineer in the home and if you do don't let him find out about it in Silicon Valley a hobbyist group which included Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. His work didn't go unnoticed though. In 1980, Jerry Lawson left Fairchild to create his own video game development company, Videosoft, which actually made software for the Atari 2600. While Jerry passed away in 2011, it's his legacy that has continued on, not only for video games, but for the barriers he broke and the pathway he forged. That same year, Jerry was honored for his work by the International Game Developers Association. His invention is also on display at the World Video Game Hall of Fame in Rochester, New York. We and video gamers across the world salute you, Jerry, for all the work that you've done to help revolutionize the way we play video games today. And every time you hear this sound, thank Jerry Lawson. <laughs> That's just so nostalgic. Shouts out to Jerry, man, because that's like legit. We really wouldn't be playing video games right now. Like a lot of stuff that I like, I wouldn't, we wouldn't have because if it wasn't for him. So, yeah. Facts. You do you want to save that fact for y'all next for that next one, or do you want to? Because we low key, like. I'm looking save it. Yeah, I mean, because you probably get how you probably can find another video for that link and just show one. I already have another. This is about the same. The video, the video I have was about the same length. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So now we about to hop into the fun part of this podcast. Where we share music videos with our audience members. So that's what we're about to do now. We're about to hit YouTube, hit YouTube streets, and get y'all right. So 
This is actually an artist that I forgot about. I don't know how I forgot about them the last time, but I was struggling to find this video and figure out, figure out who it was. But anyway, shout out to the big homie, Mike Capes, out here from North Portland. The name of this song we're about to feature by this guy, by our guy, Mike, my guy, Mike, is called WWJZ, and it's featuring my dad and big bro. So here we go. WWJ, you said JZ. I said JD. Oh, you said Z. Well, Mike, you know what I mean. I meant JD. It's not full. This your dad and mom. Oh, it's going to be 90 degrees tomorrow because your mailbox is empty. Uh, that's good. Okay, daddy love you. Okay, bye. I just stay humble and hustle, stay humble and hustle, nigga. I stay humble and hustle, stay humble and hustle, stay humble and hustle, nigga. I just stay humble and hustle, focus on my goals, eventually shit a bubble, nigga. I just stay humble and hustle, hopping in my mode, I run it but never fumble, nigga. Look, I got nothing to prove to no local niggas. Big dog in this bitch, I can coach this smooth track. Ain't concerned about happenings in the city limits. Facade free, no capping. These niggas living gimmicks. I come from the trenches with niggas living with low hope. Where we get the trap and see success is a gold rope. I've been dreaming bigger or late. Had to self reflect, had to elevate my goals out of self respect. It's more to life than chasing after some recognition. Validation is poisonous, make you apprehensive. Do you do it for the love or is it used to drugs? Defeat the ego instead of people, is you losing touch? Damn, these questions I had to ask myself. Hard-headed, I rarely ever do ask for help. Every time I rhyme, I'm making sure my passion felt. A champion is more than brandishing a fancy belt. Damn, I just stay humble and hustle. Stay humble and hustle, nigga. I stay humble and hustle. Stay humble and hustle. Stay humble and hustle, nigga. I just stay humble and hustle. Focus on my goals. Eventually, shit a bubble, nigga. I just stay humble and hustle, hopping in my mode, I run it but never fumble, nigga. Yeah, let me take you back to interstate. Man, I know every single motel so well, I could give you floor plans. Pallet on the floor, but I have more plans. Before I even had a core fan, we were stealing out of stores, we was poor, man. Lack guidance, but was guided by the Lord's hand. For I knew a Bible survival was in our instinct. I feel like this right here is off of uh, interstate. Probably. Interstate of. He just mentioned Interstate. He did? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It definitely is. I was just over there the other day. Like the video, though. Yeah, she clean. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I like the beat, too. He born and raised here? Yeah, he's from Portland. Focus on my goals, eventually shit a bubble, nigga. I just stay humble and hustle. Hopping in my mode, I run it but never fumble, nigga. Yeah, he's like one of the guys out here from a rap standpoint, too. Like before I even met him, people were mentioning his name. Yeah, so that was WWJD by Mike Capes. The next song in this playlist, not playlist, but in this segment, 
is going to be by the homegirl Zia Bell, aka Yam Greer. Yeah, she's for real, for real, the homie. So I didn't realize she was as talented as she was until I happened to, because more, more context, we used to work together, right? So she used to be the project manager on one of the teams I worked on, right? And we just happened to go out for, like, <laughs> drinks and just kick it amongst some of the black people out here in Portland. And I just started hearing the story and some of the stuff she was saying. I was like, wait a minute, hold up. I was like, she talking about herself? She's talking about somebody else. Because <laughs> I'm like, ain't no way in hell you got time to do the shit you doing for my demanding ass fucking team. But she and does. the time to do this shit for yourself. That's just grind and dedication. Right. And that's so how is like, she getting it? She just don't know sleep? She, literally, when I talked to my asked her, when I asked her that question, she was like, Shh, if you want it, you just make time for it. And that was, that was, I mean, that's some real shit though, for real, for real. If you want it bad enough, you'll make time for it and figure out how to make it happen. Long story Very short, true. this is a D&D by Zia Bell. Another video shot out here in Portland. Yeah, no, she's a fire, fire R&B artist. I don't even know if you would even classify, just fire artist. I don't want to put a label on her. And her significant other is actually a talented artist too. His, we got a video from him coming up right after this. Yeah. Yeah, so to all the homies out there, don't tell me I don't support your art. Doing it again in 4K. Go ahead and send them videos through. Facts. If you got videos that need some publicity, it ain't much, but we got you. <laughs> we ain't got a lot of followers right now. But help us get there. That's because the people that's looking right now ain't subscribed yet. I need y'all to go ahead and subscribe. You don't know how to take hints. Calling me till the day's in. Complaining about your fake friends. Say you want to go out, I'd rather stay in. Say you in town at the Holiday Inn. Away from your family doing a Holiday Inn. Kind of weird, so I'ma just pivot. Kind of weird, so I'ma just pivot back to me. Because actually, whatever I'm at is what an action be. My inner circle is what the rations be. Protect my <laughs> I like the video. No, she's fired. Great person, great personality too. Super personable. Remind me of uh, uh, why am I drawing the blank of this movie? Pootie Tang, the Biggie Shorty scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the type of music you can't be mad about. It's nah. good vibes, like it's good music. You might need to 
If you don't like this, you just need to go home. Basically. Shot the video. Uh, that's a great question. I can find out. Okay, ask. Only a text message away. That was dope. Yeah, so shout out to Zaya Bell, aka Yam Greer. That was D and D. The next song, like I said, we're gonna you know slide it over to the homie Kobe. The name of this song is called Donald Duck Orange Juice, and this song is also by another Portland, another local Portland artist. So to his point, last episode, there is a lot of there are a lot of talented artists out here in Portland. I just like a lot of them don't necessarily get the shine that they should or the looks that they should but you know we're gonna do our due diligence to change that up a little bit it's kind of different the video is like kind of like catchy just the colors yeah. and if everybody wanted all these songs that are featured throughout this segment uh will be included in the playlist called the jam session i ain't gonna hold it jam session you just hit the link in the bio i used to drink the shit out that donald duck orange juice when i was in la <laughs> It's so funny because when you first asked me about this song, you was like, wait a minute, what? Donald Duck Orange Juice? That's the name of the, the, name of the artist? I was like, no. The name of the song is Donald Duck Orange Juice. You know, that's crazy. I honestly haven't even seen a carton of that in a long ass time. But it's been around for forever, if you know, you know. I feel like that's a West Coast thing. They don't got that back home. Am I tripping? I ain't seen that shit back home. Not really. But it's like... I used to always see it in the grocery stores whenever we would go like further out <laughs> west to kind of see family members that lived out this way. Gotcha. The only grocery store I might have even ever seen it in back home down south would maybe be like Bilo or Piggly Wiggly. Mm. And Bilo, even then, Bilo, Bilo, even exist Bilo, Bilo doesn't exist anymore and Piggly Wiggly is really only at, like at the coast. For so, real, for real. South Carolina shit. South Carolina and at the coast. So, yeah. There's that. True. But yeah, we about to hop into this jam sesh for y'all. All right, y'all. This brings us to the end of this episode. We appreciate you rocking with us. Hit the like, comment, and subscribe buttons. And share it with your peoples. Leave us some feedback. If you're looking for us, we're on the digital streaming platforms. But if you prefer to watch, check us out on YouTube at Earns World TV. All music from the jam sesh is available on the playlist via Spotify and Apple Music. So hit the link in the description. But if you want to jam with us, hit YouTube. If you have any music you want to share, 
Our DMs is open. As always, we're your hosts, DJ Iron One. And if you. We'll see you next time. I'll be back.